Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin with everything that's going on in our nation and in our world today, whether they're wars or famines or fires or floods, I want you to know that Jesus Christ was speaking directly to you in the book of Matthew chapter 6 when he said, do not worry. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. Don't worry about tomorrow. He's saying that because he's our Lord and he cares for you. This is a time for every believer to trust in God and to rely upon him to take care of our every need. The Bible tells us that he cares for you. I want you to join us today as we will be bringing you these messages to tell you, do not worry. God cares. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. So when it belongs to God, you don't have to worry about it. And if you belong to God, you don't have to worry about you. Lord, I belong to you. That's why Job said, though you slay me, I trust in you. No matter what's going on with me, I trust in you. I belong to you. I don't belong to myself. Verse 26, Jesus is doing the preaching here. He said, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. You don't see them walking around worried. You seen a worry bird? And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you more valuable than they? And who of you by worrying can add one single hour to his life? Sometime I'll tell somebody, I'll say, now, all of your worrying, has it resolved your issue? No? Well, why are you doing it? If it would fix it, then go ahead. But worrying don't fix it. All it does is break you down. He says, and, 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 and do not worry about clothes. See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, and yet I tell you that... Not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like any of these. And verse 30 says, And if, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is there today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? And then he said, Oh, you of little faith. You got a little faith? You don't believe what I'm telling you? So don't worry saying, What are we going to eat? And what shall we drink? And what shall we wear? And then he says, Now, He's going to make another contrast. For the pagans, the unbelievers, the people that don't know God, one version said the Gentiles, they run after these things. That's all they're trying to do. They're trying to get the latest and the greatest and they want more of this and more of that and more of this. They run after them things. And your heavenly Father know you need these things. Your heavenly father knows what you need. He already knows what you need. And then he says, but, that's a contrast. They run after these things, but you need to run after his kingdom. You need to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. Somebody say all these things. All these things will be given to you. Now, I'd rather have them given to me than have to hustle for them. (laughs) Hallelujah. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, 
do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Here's Jesus mentioning that there are the most basic needs that God will take care of. You know, most of our worry has to do with our, our physical well-being. And those things are important to God, and God knows everything about what we need. But we take care of our physical, our body. Our body has always been a common obsession with men. Even when we're not starving or thirsty or naked, we still give a great amount of attention to our bodies. We pamper the body. We decorate it. We exercise it. We protect it from disease and pain. We build it up. We slender it down. We drape it with jewelry. We keep it warm or try to keep it cold. We train it to work. We train it to play. We help it to get sleep. We help it to wake up. And we do all kinds of things to serve our own body. And that's why we worry when we got issues that we can't control. And many believers also get caught up in the world's idea or the kingdom of the world idea about how we ought to live. We start trying to live like the world tells us to live. We, they're advertising to us every day and talking to us every day. And they, with our children, they're starting real, real early now. A one-year-old wants to grab the phone and start swiping. And they know that. And they start talking to them early to get them to start being consumers and start spending money and start trying to shape your idea about who you are and what you ought to have and what you should desire. Jesus knew it was coming. That's why he said, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody is trying to get you to uh, come their way and spend your money and get worried when you can't get that. You want to worry because you can't get that brand new car you want. You don't want to get a, a pre-owned vehicle. You don't want to get a used car. Uh, you don't want to get a cash car that'll get you to work and back. You want to get that brand new one. Somebody drove up to the church that wasn't a member and showed me their brand new pickup truck. And it was good looking, and it was big, and it was bold, and it was made good. I mean, it was ringing out. I mean, that diesel engine was humming. He opened the back door on the four doors and said, hey, look under my floorboard. I got a, it's a cooler under there. I put my drinks down there. Okay. So how much did that hit you up for? Well, it was about $75,000. You could have bought a, a rent house with that. That's what I was thinking. It's still going to do the same thing my old vehicle does. It's going to get you from point A to point B. That's all. But they will have us to, to go out and spend all that money, and then we come into church and ask him to, uh, for prayer for a financial breakthrough. <laughs> Pastor, I need a financial breakthrough. No, you need to sell that car and get you an old one. You couldn't afford it when you went down there. I was praying for a car. You don't have to pray for no car. General Motors is praying that you get a car. Ford is praying that you get a car. They're praying that you get a car. You don't have to pray for one. They'll get you in one. 
And then when you can't pay, they'll get you out of one. They got ways to get you hooked up with stuff and then, then you're worried and concerned and wondering whether you can make it. Come on, get it. Uh, ten months with no, no payment, no interest for ten months. You can go home with it today. Two years from now, you're like, I don't know why I'm paying $800 a month for a television. <laughs> so you have to have a good understanding He's saying, don't run after the things. He already told you that. Be a good steward. Don't run after the things that Gentiles are running after, the unbelievers are running after. It is of no value. You are laying up treasures on the earth. He already told you that. Don't do that. God knows you need a television. That's why he made the little black and white ones. <laughs> and if you're not wise steward of God's resources, you're going to always be in debt and bondage to debt. The Bible says you shouldn't be in bondage to the, to the lender. You ought to be the lender, not the borrower. You ought to be in a place where you can loan somebody something. And not always borrowing and going down there, uh, looking down at the flow, wondering where they're going to let you have it. That's not the abundant life. Aren't you glad you got caller ID now? You don't have to answer those bill collectors like you used to. Somebody called me one time and told me I, I owed them some money. I said, who is this? You got, the, you got the right Jerry Martin, but you got the wrong person. You ask, I don't owe nobody nothing. Don't, don't call him no more. He said, okay. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't owe anybody nothing. I don't have no late payments. You don't do that. Okay? So, uh, and they know when you talk. He, they say, he said, you talk like a man with authority. <laughs> I'm like, who is this? Listen, Jesus mentioned that God the Father is concerned about the lilies of the field, and surely he's concerned about you. If we're anxious about things which we need to survive, Jesus said that show you have little faith. We're told in the scripture, without faith it's impossible to please God. See, we may have saving faith, but do not have faith to rely on God to finish what he's began in you. We believe that God can redeem us. We believe that God can save us from sin. We believe that he can break the shackles of Satan. We believe he can take us to heaven, that he prepared a place for us, and he can keep us for all eternity, but we don't believe he can supply all of our needs. When we worry, we declare God to be untrustworthy. We declare that God's word and his promises are not valid for us. So when a believer is not in the word of God and on a continual basis, so that God is in our minds and God is in our heart, then Satan moves in and plants worry and seeds of, of anxiety. And then worry then pushes God farther from our minds. Worry is inconsistent with our faith in God. And worry is a characteristic of unbelief. The Gentiles and the unbelievers function a lot different than we do. Those who have no hope in God put their hope and expectations in things they enjoy now. They have nothing to live for but the present. They have no God to supply their need. So anything they get, they have to get it for themselves. They have a reason to worry. They don't have a heavenly father looking out for them. But Jesus taught us that God knows. And I want to tell you this, God knows. And God cares. God knows you need hope. 
God knows you need help. God knows you need a secure future with your financial needs being met. God knows that. God knows you need healing in your body. God knows you need a mate. You don't have to go rent one for the evening. God knows you need a job that is more fulfilling and meaningful. God knows you need transportation. God knows and God cares. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. What does that look like? That looks like putting it as a priority to look with purpose and intentionality. It's not accidental. God, I'm going to be seeking your kingdom. I'm going to do that as a priority. He said, seek first. Before you do anything else, seek first the kingdom of God. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.